previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. Uh, you poke your head through the wall into the adjacent apartment. Standing with her back turned to you is a human woman with dark brown hair in a tight bun. Uh, my name's Audrey. The class was like, oh, oh, wait a second. And he like, he goes through his like coat pocket and on the inner coat pocket, I think he, he put the little like postage size piece of paper and like pulls it out. If you had some enlarge slash reduce Magitech, you might be able to make the paper bigger. There is an abandoned museum, supposedly with a bunch of Magitech, but number one, it's abandoned, and number two, it's abandoned because there's supposedly lots of monsters in there. The three of you head out from the neighborhood and into just this absolutely sprawling, expansive urban jungle. And then you slowly snake your way through a bunch of narrow alleyways and corridors. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. The three of you head out, and it soon becomes apparent that the entire West Overia district is just a massive maze. There's a couple of main streets. Otherwise, it's just a mess of alleyways that twist and turn and lead into other people's apartments. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> How about someone do a survival check? Oh, I think that's wisdom-based. I will do a survival check. 17. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Survive so good. Yeah. Here, here, with your knowledge of how East Overia works, which is on the other side of the city, you are able to navigate a similar landscape. There's a montage of y'all just climbing over sewer pipes, accidentally wandering into people's apartments, and... Looking thoughtfully or confusedly off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, there's like, there's like one of you guys that's crawling. <laughs> Montages are neat. So we're just walking around right now, right? Niklaus does turn to his uh, compatriots as they're walking, and he's like, so I'm pretty sure Horten saw me cast magic without using Magitek. And didn't he say we could come back if we wanted to, to like learn from him or something, and he was really old? Yeah, uh, and for he was like a, an elf, wasn't he? He was an elf, so he's like really old. He might be really old. He seems- I'm just... Should we be worried about him? Do we have to take him out? <laughs> well, I mean, he seems like a, a nice old man, but I'm hesitant to trust anyone with that kind of information. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't uh, betray us himself, he is endangered just by details about us. Yeah, something we should keep an eye on then, right? Yeah, I guess if, have to if we have problems, we can maybe ask him, but try not to involve him if we don't need to. Yeah, sounds wise. And Did right. she say uh, what type of museum this was? And why is there a museum in this part of town? It's another great question. 
But no, I think you're right. I don't. I don't remember her saying. I don't think she actually said. Is there? Just, nobody. Nobody. Nobody asked as well. So <laughs> correct. Correct. It's true. But we just know the approximate location. I, I pull out the map that she gave us that we're following. Does it have a little legend, like tourist map with like a little museum <laughs> icon with the description on it? <laughs> it it doesn't. Yeah, you know what? Go ahead and roll a go ahead and roll a, another survival check. Okay, I get a plus two for this. Seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> the day of seventeen. We're gonna need those those rolls later, but uh... <laughs> no, it's very important. We know what type of museum it is. <laughs> this is critical to the success of the mission. <laughs> yeah, you you take a look at the the map that you got or somehow procured. I it was I given to us, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I think she. I think it was just assumed that you have a map. There was just one of those you know, tourist map things onto the side of the job board, just like grab. Oh a map. yeah, you should take one. <laughs> mm, yeah, it might be twenty-five years old, but it's a map. Yeah, you do see on the map that there is a little icon for the museum, and that there is a like a corresponding description located on the back of the map. I read it out loud for my friends. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just a it's a short description about a a museum of Falcon's Reach. So like the history of the city kind of a museum, the yep. founding and whatnot. Okay. Probably not a great museum, right? It's not like one of these, you know, Smithsonian type. Yeah, like here's the here's the, probably not the collection of, of valuable gemstones yeah, on no. display kind of a thing. Or like yeah. a You know, t- you know, to be fair like community, you know, those type of museums are great, but I guess we're not walking into some like big <laughs> big like, you know, dinosaur exhibit, right? And so so Jack Jack is like, "So, uh, you guys have the map. Uh, are we going the right direction?" right now yeah we're kind of relying on Hercure's like uh intuition about this because all these twists and turns in the street don't that's really true match up exactly with the map considering the age of the map yeah how do you do it Hercure? it's not that different from east area where i grew up mostly grew up so like do you use like your nose or something to find our way intuition and tell oh, that's sounds like magic so then so then jack is uh he's just following along looking around and uh, he still he still he still has his mind on um, this like that elf and how he talked about magic and history. Deadly and so just, fucking mushrooms, my god! <laughs> he just kind of he just kind of blurts out out of the middle of nowhere, like, "Hey, so so you guys were doing magic back there, right? Like, how does that work? Like, what do you feel like when you do magic? Is that even the right verb? Do magic when you magic when you magic." <laughs> Uh, well, I can't speak for her care, but, uh, for me, it just feels like this, like coming to the realization that you know how to do something, but you don't remember how you learned how to do it. So like, if you've never ridden a bike, but you get on a bike and you know how to ride a bike, it just kind of feels natural. Kind of feels like I always knew how to do this, but I don't know until I try it. Huh. So there's hope for me too. One day, right now, I don't feel like I could do magic, but maybe one day I could. I mean, you were in those same pods with us, and mm. I definitely could not do magic before I was in the pod. Okay, maybe I too will one day be magical like you two. Maybe. Yeah, Nick Lawson here, care you, you, you gaze upon Jack's muscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say like you, you pretty strong even even for a guy your size like were you always that strong oh no i think i think just like you guys those pods were filled with something but yeah i don't know it does feel 
like I have a lot of power. But it's weird. I don't I don't know what to do with it. You know, I've always been this normal guy, you know, just just working the factory, not not the best worker, not the worst, just kind of normal. And here here I am with these as you said, a very nice muscles and uh, all this strength. I, it's it's weird. It's definitely very weird. And the way you fight with the those weapons, it's like you train with them all your life. Were you were you like a fighter beforehand? No, I just uh, I mean no, definitely not a actual fighter. I did have this uncle, this crazy uncle. We would uh, we would go out and uh, he would uh, he would um, you know show me how to shoot guns and stuff. And he taught me a few things about self defense, but. No, no, not actual fighting or anything. No time for that. Had to go to the factory all the time. But no, this this uncle was weird. He uh, he talked about magic too. But you know, we just thought he was crazy, so didn't really pay too much attention to him. I can't really remember what he said about magic that it existed. That's kind of all I remember right now. Hmm. I wonder if he's still alive too. I haven't checked up on him in a while. I'm glad that's like immediately. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so haven't haven't seen Uncle James for a while. He must he might be dead. <laughs> He's old. He's old. <laughs> old and crazy. He lives by himself. You know, I'm like the one who like brings him stuff, and he's uh, got really really busy lately. So yeah, but with being kidnapped and held up. Yeah. On a flying fortress. Yeah, for real. So about an hour and a half later you find yourself in front of a a relatively short, dilapidated building that is defined by a couple of once majestic columns. Does it look like it, it was once a good construction type thing, rather than sort of like, I don't know, like a warehouse type thing? Go ahead and roll a history check. Eleven. You remember from your third grade history class, Falcons Reach History, <laughs> that... This kind of architecture is older, and it becomes pretty apparent that the the buildings that closely surround it were built later. There are a couple of faded advertisements that dot the outside wall of the structure, and in a sign in front of it, uh, written in the classic Smithsonian font. (laughs) Nice. There is some text that says, Museum of Falcon's Reach. You can, from where you are, you can only see one entrance into the museum. Surrounding it are these ramshackle apartment buildings that surround it, and they all appear to have been abandoned at some point. Hmm. So the whole neighborhood is kind of empty and abandoned type thing. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so Jack Jack takes out um, both of his swords, just in case. Can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> is this, so this appear to be the original main entrance type thing like for the museum yeah in the in the center of the wall this entrance has collapsed and there's some debris blocking the door oh okay so much for taking out my swords can we clear the debris no it's impossible oh okay can we try and clear and clear the debris or is is the is the door accessible without clearing the debris or do we need to like can we clamber over the debris to get to the door or do we need to move some rocks or yeah there's quite a bit of debris blocking the door you can see parts of the door behind the debris is it the debris up to the door so it's yeah it's it's blocking the door okay we move to clear the debris yeah let's do it yeah uh go ahead and roll a strike check all right everyone um uh yeah whoever whoever wants to help niklaus will be helping a little bit but mostly he's keeping his eyes out for the buildings nearby and the streets Mm -hmm. i got a 14 uh, I got a 10. 
All right. Nicholas, how about you roll a perception check? Okay. That's going to be a net one. <laughs> While looking out, he gets distracted by Jack's muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. That can be canon. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're supposed to be looking out for any incoming danger, but Jack's muscles suddenly catch your eye, and they are straining <laughs> to lift the smallest rock <laughs> possible from the debris. Iron cables. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at them. I'm just looking at them, and I'm like, he has barely started, and already there's like a sheen of sweat <laughs> that causing the muscles to glisten. Does he like oil it? Like, how does he? Why does? How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Hirkir is doing all of the hard work. <laughs> you are able to clear about a three foot wide hole that would enable you to reach the door, but you sort of have to climb in there. Okay. What is the door in reasonable condition, or is it like damaged? From the outside, it's definitely weathered, but otherwise, it seems to be in working condition. Okay. Is there a sign that says uh, push or pull? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Yeah, it says push. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can um, can Nicholas tell if the debris in front of the door and the door kind of entrance away, does it look like it's been undisturbed for a long time, or does it look like it was placed there to like block it? Go ahead and do a investigate check. Much better. 17 plus 5 is 22. Ooh. It's a combination of both. At some point, something did... At some point, this debris did come from the the ceiling. Okay. And then you do detect that there was some disturbance of it. And then you also do detect that somebody else like threw some more shit like, on there at some point. Hmm. So I point out to the, the rest of the team, it's like, it looks like someone's been here before and they intentionally barricaded this door a bit and I don't see them getting back out through there. So they're still inside or there was some other way in and out. I guess that's not totally surprising, but we should be, be careful, I think. Yeah. Does that mean there's something big and bad inside? There's no way to know mm. until we go inside. Joey, how big are the doors? Are they like really big or are they more standard humanoid they're relatively large double doors. All right. Yeah. So th there's there's some debris outside the door. Here, here has cleared a three foot hole that you can crawl through to reach the door. Uh, here, here, you already crawled in, and you're basically like right up against the door. Okay. And I'm gonna try and push it open. You push open the door, and it goes about eight inches, just large enough for you to squeeze into the museum. All right. I'm gonna warn the, the fellas it only opened a f enough to squeeze in so be careful and i will make my way inside well niklaus will follow here Karen. try to get inside yeah he, he tries yeah. to squeeze in He's like jack we'll try and make the door a little bit bigger once we're inside in case you get <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you get stuck in case yeah. your huge muscles block your entrance <laughs> into the building they're glistening though so maybe there's some lubrication he can just oh, yeah. slide right in <laughs> Yeah, Niklaus, you you just you just slip on through. Jack also tries to slip on through. Yeah, you you can make it through. Okay, you're not all like, right, okay. <laughs> you're not super huge. <laughs> all right, we're all inside. Super giant. All right, what do we see? Is it dark? Yeah, do we see anything? Creepy music starts. the The three of you enter the foyer of the museum. 
Ahead of you, you see a long abandoned reception slash ticket purchase desk. That's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there like a, some maps of the museum or anything there? Any any brochures we could uh, review? Go ahead and do a perception check. All right. How's the uh, skylight situation? I got an 11. Mm-hmm. Here, here, you take a look around. Next to the desk, you see a sign that says... Return your ticket with all four exhibit stamps in the proper order to receive a limited time special prize. Oh man. Meanwhile, you do see that there is a doorway behind the desk with a sign on it that says employees only. And Niklaus, you can see that there appears to be some light coming from this room. Another doorway on your right has a small receptacle that says enter ticket here. And there is a doorway on your left that you would assume leads out from the exhibits. You don't find any maps, though. It's like an Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty good. Great. We're going to get lost. <laughs> We're going to get real hungry. We're going to buy some Swedish meatballs at the end. I mean, as long as we get to the bedroom and we can take a short rest. Then... <laughs> All right. Uh, should we go in? Yeah. Let's see if we can get in through the, uh, the door that says entrance. Yeah. We don't want to check out the employees only. There is a, a very enticing light coming from there. I just feel like no one can stop us and we get to go into the employees only area. Like, this seems cool. That's true. They may have <laughs> they may have meatballs. It could be meatballs. <laughs> They're All 23 right, years old. Jack, Jack kind of hangs cautiously behind the counter. All right, who's doing what? Uh, Nicholas will go towards the employees section. Is the door open or is it closed with like light coming through like the door jam? It's closed. There is some light coming from yeah, like below below the door. Nicholas gives like a look to her care like this is it. This is the time. This is the time. I stack up on the door on one side. Mm-hmm. I stack up behind him. So are you ready? Let's do this. I, I attempt to open the door. You attempt to open the door. It's locked. <laughs> I struggle with it a little more. Just keep trying to turn the thing and open it. Maybe the lock is old and it'll just give way. <laughs> it does not give way. It's it's very locked. Darn. Is it like a? Is it just like a key lock, or is it a combination, or? It's just a normal key lock. Do you want to kick it down, strong guy? Jack, why don't you try, uh, you know, making this uh, immovable object meet your unstoppable force? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'm saying that creepy light down there. I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not completely uh I'm gonna kick it out and, and then get get the hell out of the way because I don't know. I don't I don't like that light. So Jack okay, uh, that's, I mean, that's fine. Jack comes from the counter and kicks the door or tries to kick the door down. But like with force. Alright, Jack, roll a strength check. Strength check, okay. I got a fourteen. What do you do exactly? Uh so I kinda kinda roll up my sleeves. But that's kind of weird because you don't need your arms to kick. And uh, he kind of like shakes himself loose. And then uh, he kind of kicks at the, uh, just kicks it midway, I guess. Not too high, not too low with the heel of his foot. You do the fireman kick. What is that? Which is, I think, the actual way that you're supposed to kick down doors. Yeah. You sort of like stomp on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> I've also never kicked out the down a door in real life. So. <laughs> Man, we're really getting into the fantasy role-playing here. <laughs> and the door <laughs> gets blasted open. Sweet. The three of you look down a short hallway, and it leads into an open area. The light that you saw from outside of the door appears to be from a large skylight that sits over this room. 
Other than that, you can see that there are a couple of desks in this room, as well as a few filing cabinets. I investigate for any, uh, I'm gonna search for any info, stuff, maps. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and do a investigate check. Investigate. Investigation. 14. Yeah. On one of the desks, you find a note. Actually, you find two notes. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, you find another note on a different desk. I found this note. Ernest, are you sure about using the JYMO automated cleaning system for the museum? I know they helped fund the museum, but that thing gives me the heebie-jeebies. Tina. And there's this other note that says, Listen, Tina, unless you want to be the one that cleans the entire museum, I would stop bringing up the JYMO prototype at all of the meetings. If anything, we should be complaining about all these advertisements. I swear, if I have to listen to another one, I'm going to go insane. Ernest. Alright, so we could be running into a crazy prototype or insane people. This sounds like some sort of robot gone wild. Correct. What are the chances that it's still operational after all these years? Well, we are playing a fantasy role-playing game, so I'm going to say 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what it looks like, too. Is it like a big, like a Roomba? (laughs) I'm going to guess there's going to be some, like, cleaning protrusion devices that will somehow be able to do damage to us. Yeah, like a General Grievous or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna look kind of cool up until the moment it tries to kill us <laughs> all right we gotta be on guard this this sounds this sounds serious it does sound serious is there anything in the room that we can take to like use or defend us against the automated cleaning system <laughs> a control a perception check uh, perception. system of some sort yeah or like maybe like a broom so then it thinks we're also a cleaner <laughs> uh perception you said yep maybe a user's manual <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Ooh, I rolled a nat one. <laughs> He's like really into the kitten hanging on, hang in there poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you you take a look at the desks. They are made out of a fine coca bolo wood. <laughs> wow, such craftsmanship. Nicholas is actually going to look and see if he can find like a employee badge or ID or something or uniform. Yeah. Uh, roll a investigate check. I get a plus five for that. So fifteen. Nice. Yeah. Niklas, you rummage through the desks looking for some employee ID, and you do find a key card. Does it have a name on it? No, it's one of those, like, boring RFID ones that, like, don't even have, like, a name on it. Lame. Yeah, they just, like, hand it to you. Alright, guys, I have a key card here, but did we find a way to get into the entrance door? Or have we tried it yet? I mean, we just kicked down the employees only, so this is literally all we've... Was there, there like, a ticket dispensary on the reception desk? Uh, Did you want to go back and look, or...? Sure, since we're just trying to think about ways to get in. Mm -hmm. Here, here, you head back outside to the foyer, and you take a look at the receptionist desk. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Perception... Fifteen. You look through the contents of the receptionist's desk, and you do find a ticket dispenser. You also notice that for a building that has supposedly been long abandoned, it is immaculately clean. Oh, <laughs> creepy. I suspect the cleaning machine is still uh, active. Jack gets uneasy. The hairs on the back of his neck start standing up. Like I said, Nicholas goes back out to like uh, 
meet up with her care. So do you think we can get a ticket from this machine? Is it clear how the machine works, Joey? Yeah, it's pretty simple. You press a button and a ticket comes out. <laughs> I press a button. Does a ticket come out? <laughs> a ticket comes out. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Wow, we did it. Such technology. Ah, solved your puzzle, Joey. Solved it. <laughs> Such adequately advanced magic. <laughs> oh, he, he did it. He used the title <laughs> in the thing. <laughs> Well, should we get tickets? Let's do it. I dispense tickets for us. I take this. How big is the dispenser? It's about the size of a medium small box. Okay. It's like a large Tupperware. <laughs> I recently bought some glass Tupperware, so that's all I can uh, think of right now. Wow. Glass. After after Hirker uh, dispenses tickets, Nicklaus tries to dispense extra tickets because he saw the sign that said there was a prize. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get extra prizes. <laughs> He tries to do yeah, an extra you... five tickets. <laughs> you smashed the button a couple times, but only like, only, let's see. Let me roll for it, actually. D20. It's like D4. <laughs> D100. Another five tickets come out. Five tickets, okay. <laughs> he, he puts them in his pocket to get the stamps along the way. He learned from his years in corporate, Amer- corporate Falcon's Reach that um, <laughs> you, you always have to have, you always want to over budget. Otherwise, <laughs> your budget will be cut the next year. It's true. Any other lessons from corporate Falcons Reach? They they come as they as they as they do. You can't just, <laughs> you can't force these things. <laughs> All right, um, Jack Jack also comes back out and he just he's ready to go. So he just walks up to the uh, door and says, "Well, I'm I'm kind of scared, but I guess it doesn't help to stand here. Should we go in?" After you. All right. Let's so do it. Jack grabs a ticket, I guess, and uh, feeds it through. Is that how it works? We have to put it in a thing. Put it. Is out. it sort of like the metro, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Basically, it takes it in and then spits it back out. Okay. And then the door opens. All right. So Jack, yeah, puts it in, spits it back out. And does the door open? Yeah. The door opens. He walks through, but like, you know, just cautiously. Yep. yep. You head in. Hercure falls. Uh, after Hercure, the clouds goes up and he takes his time feeding the other five tickets, waiting for the door to close, <laughs> doing the other ticket. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for the door to close until yeah, all t- the tickets have been marked and then he goes through <laughs> uh this one actually doesn't mark the <laughs> he doesn't know this he thinks there might be some magic that tells if you went through the gate or yeah. not <laughs> yeah it takes you like a minute to do so as you open and close the door six times yeah finally re- rejoining everybody yeah uh here here jack and niklaus you enter the first exhibit you see Several displays throughout the room, and you see a stamp machine near the back. Ooh. At the closest display, there is a title card, and it says, The Old World, One of Danger. There's a big red button underneath it. Nikos looks at his two friends, looks at the button, looks back at his friends. I think we have to press it. Jack. Yeah, I'll press it, but but I'm gonna I'm, as you press it, I'm gonna look away, see if anything tries to sneak up on us. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So who's who's pressing the button? Nicholas, seeing that his his brave friends are not willing to press the button themselves, <laughs> boldly walks up to the button and examines it for traps. Mm-hmm. Go in and do a. Uh, how about you roll a perception check? All right. Nat twenty. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not going to want that later. With that twenty, you you take a look at the red button 
You've seen mechanisms like this before, even if this one is a bit outdated. The red button basically activates a, a Magitek system that mechanically loads the Magitek into a corresponding Magitite wire. Basically, it's a the the button would activate some sort of Magitek. But it looks um, untempered with it. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So guys, I'm going to hit the button. When it does, there may be a noise or lights potentially attracting whatever may be in the area. All Do right. you think we should proceed with the button pushing or not? Yes. Uh, I think it sounds good to me. Pushes the button. Press the button. Press the button. You press the button. The button feels great satisfaction having not been pushed for a long time. <laughs> and now we've got all Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> Suddenly you hear some mechanical clanking, something rolling for a little bit, and clunking into position, and then something activating. Before you, you see a minor illusion, actually two. One is a visual illusion. It shows images of villages, medieval villages, that are being attacked by monsters, and everything is like super unnecessarily scary. <laughs> there's werewolves eating villagers, there's oh ghosts eating villagers, there's giant birds eating villagers, Damn. there's zombie eating villagers. Everything is just super scary. There's a voiceover that accompanies the visual illusion, and it basically talks about how terrible life was. So this is an important question, Joy, in order for me to fully immerse myself in this moment. Whose voice does it sound like? <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a Morgan Freeman voice. Perfect. Perfect. Continue. Continue. Yeah, I, one of the images is actually penguins eating villagers. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> if only they had heroes in that day. But it basically talks about how life was back in the day before everybody could easily purchase and cast magic. Wait, is this a museum or a sales pitch? Mm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's it for that this way. It does make a bit of noise. Are there multiple displays in this? Uh... Yeah, there's two more main displays. Okay. Would the, um, not having seen the illusion play, would Niklaus know if that Magitek and Magitite is, like, in the thing there? Or is it, like, somewhere else and it's, like, transported, the image is, like, piped? The system would probably be relatively close by. Because he wants, he wants the Magitek. Well, should we take a look at these other exhibits? Sure. Yep. Are any are there any advertisements in uh in the museum room? There is some sort of advertisement on the door, but it's sort of hard to make out from here. Okay. Uh, the door leading to the next exhibit. Right. The three of you head over to the next exhibit, and this one is the skeleton of just an absolutely gigantic bird, as if just the hammer home just how scary <laughs> the old times were. Jeez. Like it's it's gargantuan. When we were big. naked, alone, and afraid. <laughs> is there a button for Jack to hit? Yeah, there's a button. All right. We're going to get some edumacation. Jack hits the button. You hit the button, and there is another minor illusion of what this bird looked like when it was alive. Is it terrifying? It's terrifying. The voiceover talks about how there used to be giant rocks. Yo, I just Googled it. This is terrifying. Like, the Wikipedia page has, like, a bird carrying an elephant. It's huge. They're big. Yeah, it... The, the voiceover speaks about rocks, a gigantic bird species that used to be indigenous to the peninsula that would basically go around eating villagers, villagers, horses, villagers, 
and villagers. <laughs> uh, wait, did we already? Wait, did we already talk about where this illusion is coming from? It's Magitek. Yeah, there's like a Magitek system probably underneath the the display. Okay, can we get to it? Yeah, you can. You can try. Yeah, so Jack looks for a way to see if he can get the illusion device, illusion making device. Uh, go ahead and roll a Arcana check. Okay, I'm not the right person doing this, but all right, dice does not lie. I got a four. You try to figure out where the Magitek is coming from and the associated mechanical device, and you basically just rip all of it out <laughs> from the display. You do not find any Magitek or Magitite, and the illusion disappears. And Jack is like, well, at least now those scary birds are gone. <laughs> yeah, the rock actually turns into a giant skeleton. They have the skeleton in there. Yeah. Arguably more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. There's one more display in here. Press the button, press the button. You run over and press the button. This time, another illusion appears and also another voiceover. There is what appears to be a giant tower of ooze. And you squint really hard and you see a bunch of people running at it. The voiceover describes a major incident in which an ooze-like primordial evil threatened to engulf the entire country. Damn. It, it mentions that a couple of heroes, uh, and you can the, the voiceover is very sarcastic when it says heroes. Several heroes showed up to finally save, up, save the day after a prolonged campaign possibly elongated by a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Once again, you can see the ooze eating villagers. How did anyone live through those times? Nikos looks to see if there's like a list of these heroes, brave heroes' names, <laughs> forever immortalized. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a perception check. It's an eight. You don't find any names, but you do see that there's at least three rogues for some reason. There's <laughs> a warlock with basically a Eldritch Blast machine gun. <laughs> there is a tiefling paladin, some old dude with a bunch of zombies, a dude with a spear and a horse. Did I miss anybody? <laughs> oh, they, you also see there's one random druid. So, so valiant, so brave. <laughs> this is our proud history. Inspired by Jack's um, attempt to recover the Magitek. <laughs> I saw you trying to get the Magitite out of the illusion earlier. You want to help me try to get it out of here? I I can try, but man, that, that device, I don't know. This doesn't make sense, but yeah, I'll help. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you where, and you, you just pull that apart, and then we'll figure it good. out. Roy, go ahead and roll a Arcana check with advantage. No such advantage. Uh, so 15 plus 5 is 20. Yeah, uh, you find a panel in the side of the display and you have Jack rip it off. <laughs> you find the mechanical dispenser of the Magitek and you do find a minor illusion Magitek. Yay. As you pull out the Magitek, the dispenser does break. However, it's not designed for you to reach in there and like rip it out. Weird. So we can't, it's, it's not usable anymore now, now that we pulled it out. Yeah, you've, you're destroying education in this land. <laughs> propaganda more like well somebody put up like rocks in front of the door that's 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 a bigger problem <laughs> yeah they didn't want the rogue cleaning machine to get out <laughs> based on what i saw of the mechanism does it look like it like the other ones could be recovered as well it's from the other two displays not the one that jack <laughs> with, but possibly possibly the other one <laughs> all right I, I asked jack if you can help me with the one that we haven't touched yet 
Yeah, sounds good. Kind of lumbers over. Yep. Do that arcana check with advantage. Nineteen. Yeah, you basically do the same thing over again. You f- you locate that panel, have Jack rip it off, and you stick your hand in there and pull out another minor illusion Magitek. Cool. Two Magitek down. Looks like we're making uh, the bank this time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get our stamp and move on? <laughs> we gotta yes. get those stamps. <laughs> He's gonna spend a minute getting all the stamps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What what type of stamp did we get? Is it like a, a, a whimsical, <laughs> like rock, like stamp? No. It's the logo uh, of the company. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but actually though, yeah, the, you do see there is the logo of. Let's see, it'll be the logo of Solstice Industries for the first one. <laughs> Here, your Jack and Niklaus, the three of you head to the door leading to the next exhibit, and then which side is the door on? So Just you my, enter this my map. room. To the it was to the right of the main entrance. Yeah, the door exiting is to on the wall to the left, so it makes like a ninety degree turn. As the three of you approach the door leading to the next exhibit, suddenly something automatically trips mm. a Magitek mechanism, Ooh. and another illusion appears at the door, and there is another voiceover. This time it says, "And now a word from our sponsors." Oh. You bastards. The minor illusion plays... FS forward. You can't. You can't skip. There's no countdown for can we, this. Can we pay for premium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that costs 50,000 gold. Oh, man. Look, they don't know that we... Whether we paid or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the play? The minor illusion plays a kick-ass action scene. You see a heavily armored soldier which you recognize as being that of a vire soldier kicking ass and taking names a v-i-r-e soldier like that rapid oh oh is that the fast yeah the fast gotcha yeah the valdivian incident right response and enforcement i almost forgot what the acronym was (laughs) there's a squad of them just fighting monsters shooting things crazy action movie stuff suddenly an officer steps into the illusion and he says do you have what it takes to become a member of vire try this test and find out and their little button appears that says continue wait do i have a choice no (laughs) damn it who's gonna push the button this time who hasn't pushed the button yet can we just go through the door? Yeah. Do we have to? No. Yeah, you try to push against the door and it like doesn't open. Uh. <laughs> you you feel the depths of insanity reach out at you here, here. <laughs> Everyone make insanity check. Where's the call of Cthulhu? Um, I hit the button. You hit the button. Would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> the illusion shows you in a vehicle just driving along, and then the voiceover says, "You are a VIRE officer." Driving the lead vehicle of a convoy protecting a high-level corporate executive as he travels through Falcon's Reach. You are heading away from your base of operations and have just made a right turn when you are ordered to return to base immediately. Which direction do you turn at the next intersection? <laughs> this is like a this is like a role play in a role play. <laughs> how how deep does it go? Oh god. A countdown begins in the illusion. It goes 10, 9. Eight. I choose the wrong direction. Like, left. Yeah, some buttons appear in the illusion. There's one that says left, straight, reverse, right. Left. Left. 
you hit the left button, suddenly the uh, the vehicle in the illusion explodes. Nice. <laughs> and the letters say, you have died. Oh no, you try again? The soldier reappears and he says, it looks like you don't have what it takes to become a member of Vire, but for 50 gold a month, we can send you a training compendium to get you ready. Please enter your address here for a free trial. Can we just put in some joke address? A little keyboard pops up on the on the illusion. I think the only address we know are the place we're staying in Hortenses, right? Let's just put, can we just put the museum's address? <clears throat> sure, let's try that. Niklas, you input the address of the museum and then the door slides open. Haha. <laughs> Puzzle cleared. They're collecting our data. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, the three yeah. of you head into the next exhibit. You see also several displays in here. The first one has a title card and it says, Return of the Dragons, a new way of living. There's also a giant red button. But what's the exhibit? Like, if we don't press the button, is it just nothing? Yeah, it's just empty until oh, you hit okay, the, okay. Uh, the button to okay. activate the... What widget. are the other exhibits? Another display says, The New Corporations. And then there is an interactive in the back where you're supposed to connect the companies to their focus. <laughs> oh, like one of those like elementary school like homework assignments. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, so Jack, Jack is uh, thinking, you know, like I work at this factory, and uh, so he says he says this out loud. He's like, so I work at this factory, but they just say we're some factory, and I don't really know too much about the company. Maybe, uh, maybe if I learn a little bit more about some of these companies, I can figure out what 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 <laughs> I was making. Our lives. Yeah, exactly. So he goes to the uh, the second one about the uh, was it the companies. What was the exhibit? The new corporations. The new corporations, and presses the button. You press the button. the The illusion shows several dragons flying around, and it's super dramatic. And then there, there's actually some some of that sweet, sweet corporate royalty free music playing in the back. <laughs> the voiceover talks about how Magitite was discovered and the subsequent invention of Magitech, basically enabling people to most normal people to cast magic. It also speaks about how the dragons recognized the potential of the technology, fully privatized their organizations, and formed the corporations that exist in the present. It then goes into the five corporations. Uh, there is Solstice Industries, the main one, which makes the Magitech. The next one, Valdivian, handles security matters. JYMO focuses on food and water and sustenance. Falcoco distributes energy and handles the creation of Magitite. And Wolf News handles entertainment. Um, is there like a government at all? Just from knowledge that you know, there is a city government, but it's so sidelined by the corporations mm. that it almost doesn't even matter if they gotcha. exist. Gotcha. It wasn't even in the exhibition. It was so... Yeah. <laughs> cool. Jack kind of crosses his arms and he's like... Hmm. Hmm. Well, should we just uh, get our stamps and then, or are we going to try to extract these um, illusions as well? Are the things we're extracting worth anything, Joey? They're fairly common, but you could still sell it for a little bit of gold. Okay. Why don't we extract them then? I try to bulk extract with the help of um, Jack. I'm here. Yeah. Go ahead and roll the arcana check. 15 plus 5 is 20. The three of you go around vandalizing all of the displays, <laughs> and you get another three minor illusion. Okay, add it to our stockpile. Should we go ahead and get the um, the stamp and then and head to the to the. Where's to the our suit? next uh... next exhibition? 
Let's do it. Yeah, the stamp machine is located in the back. Head over and you stamp your tickets. Uh, this time it's it's the Valdivian logo. Okay, so let's, uh, I had started heading towards the door. So I got my six stamps. <laughs> you head towards the door. As you do, once again, something sets off a, a Magitite and Magitite system. Uh, another illusion appears this time. Illusions, you see, Michael. <laughs> uh, you see in big, bold letters, Solstice Industries. And then the advertisement starts playing. It shows a human male dressed in the the clothing of the old ways, dramatically fighting an owlbear. Nice. What's an owlbear? Owlbear? Owlbear. What? Part owl, part <laughs> bear. Oh my god. Classic D&D creature. The dude continues to fight the owlbear, and then suddenly he is cornered against the rock. Uh, he reaches into his bag, and then it freeze frames. Suddenly some words appear in the illusion, uh, as well as some multiple choices. Uh, the question says, What Magitech should our hero use? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Is it also in Comic Sans font? <laughs> <laughs> Comic Sans was banned by the uh, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Only Smithsonian Museum font. Yeah, uh, the options are A. Elemental Weapon B. Prayer of Healing C. Press the digitation and D, Cloud of Daggers. Press the digitation. Let's get this guy killed. I want to see Cloud of Daggers. That sounds good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Jack Jack just shrugs and doesn't really know what, what any of these are. Or, I mean, he knows the predigitation because we already encountered that. <laughs> cloud of Daggers? Sure. Okay, we hit the button for Cloud of Daggers. You hit the button for Cloud of Daggers. The illusion continues playing. The man reaches into his bag and pulls out his Cloud of Daggers. He attaches it to... Dramatically attaches it to... To a Magitite crystal. And then the Cloud of Daggers appears and stabs into the owlbear. The human stands with one foot on top of the owlbear dramatically and he gives a giant thumbs up and he says, get your cloud of daggers at your nearest souls mart. 20% off for a limited time. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Is there like a coupon code? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's no coupon code. Not sure the deal is still ongoing at our local souls mart. It, it was one of those where they had the, the expiration date, but it didn't have the year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said Souls Mart? Like Solstice Industries. Oh, okay, yeah. So they have their own, okay, stores and stuff. Yeah. The door swings open. All right, let's keep going. And for our next trick, <laughs> we'll activate some illusion magitechs. What's in the next room? The three of you head into the next exhibit. This one is just titled Falcon's Reach. There's not a whole lot of displays in here. In the center, there is a console with a big, another big red button. Press the button. We can't resist a button at this point. <laughs> Alright, who presses it? I'll press the button. Kirko, you press the button. This time, a big 3D map interactive of Falcon's Reach appears in the center of the room. And there's little little text blurbs about each area. Aha, uh -huh. okay. You, you get a look at the map, and you see the, the neighborhoods of Falcon's Reach to the west is west of Varia, and you see one of the circular districts of Canaloon bordering it, and south of that you see another one called Elyon. To the east you see east of Varia similarly bordering the ringed districts, which include North Elise and Kiliad. In the center of the city you see the Solstice Plaza. Is there, um, is there any, like, 
handouts of the map or not many like materials that we can take or anything or just the, just a map? Uh, go ahead and do a investigate check. Okay. I got a 10. You do find near the console is a little slot for, for maps. So there are maps I can take? Yep. Okay. Jack just takes a map. Are they maps of the city? Yeah. They're not terribly detailed, but it it is useful to have a general map of the of the city. I'll grab a map as well. Who knows? Maybe we'll need it for kindling. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas doesn't want to be left out either. So. <laughs> he takes six just to have extras. <laughs> is that all that there is in this room? Pretty much. Uh, you can like look at the little text blurbs to learn about a particular neighborhood, but other than that, that's about it. Is there is there like a, a copy of the blurbs on the little like map? Yeah, we can say so. Okay, that way we can reference it later. Cool. Right. Is the uh, the stamp machine? Yeah, it's just in the back. All right. Stamp stamps. Nicholas gets a head start on his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. this one is the JYMO one. All right, is there another door at the release out of this room? Yeah. All right, so before that, before uh, going towards that door, Jack kind of tries to look around and see what how, how it triggers the uh, illusions that keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a perception check. <laughs> Five. You have no idea. <laughs> Jack just You're like, holy. <laughs> Jack is like, holy shit, it's magic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not totally wrong either. <laughs> All right, should we keep going then? Is there an illusion that trips up, is tripped up by our movement? Yeah, you trigger another one. Uh, this time it is the, it is like an advertisement for Falco Co. It's like a BP commercial. <laughs> there's there's dramatic the sky's skies. Really blue. Yeah, <laughs> the air is really clean. There's some awesome sky shots of the energy producing devices, and it's it's not really like an advertisement for for anything in particular. The voice basically goes, "Falcoco powers your life. It powers everything." Just to remind you of the presence of this company. <laughs> Jack is confused, and he has this kind of dawning realization, and asks the other two. So have you guys ever wondered where the magic comes from? I assume it's a magic tech device of some sort. But where does that come from? The wall somewhere? No, 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 not not this thing. Like, in general, where does magic and magitite, the crystals, like, what, what, where do they come from? I know they have some type of mines, mining I think. refining, mines. but I don't know the details. Mm, science. It's one, probably one of the closely held secrets industry and so falcoco is the one that that somehow mines these crystals and sort of has the monopoly on it is that what you'd say joey yeah it's what the company is designed to do jack kind of strokes his chin the the illusion continues and it says do you know about your magitite it enables you to clean your kitchen power your lights test your knowledge what level of magitite do you need for the spell speak with plants I'm going to say level one. Does Nicklaus have an idea? You can do an arcana check. It's probably like a level three spell or something like that. Out of character, I think it's a two. Uh, arcana is 19, so 19 plus five is 24. Yeah, Nicklaus, during your time working at Valdivian, you have heard of, you are pretty familiar with the inventory of spells that are sold. Uh, and you do know that Speak With Plants is level three, actually. Nice. Nicholas is like, this is definitely a level 3 spell. And then he hits a level 3. Definitely, definitely. Jack is like, I think it's level 2. Yeah, so you hit the button for 3? Yeah, as I hit the button and Jack says, I was like, oh, I already I already hit it. 
the illusion g- uh, says, "You are right. Congratulations. <laughs> you may go through this door now." The door swings open. Sweet. What's in the next room? You'll never guess. <laughs> it's just a room full of advertisements, <laughs> all playing oh, at once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you enter into the last exhibit. Ooh. This one with a title card. It says Magitech, the future. You look around the room and you see that there are four Magitech cases and also another display near the end. So there are four cases, and these aren't really. They should. They're not part of the exhibit. They're like it's clear they're like somebody put them there. No, they're they're part of the exhibit. Oh, okay. It's four display cases, and they also have buttons in front of them. You you take a look at it, and it's just examples of Magitech. Uh. Uh, one of them says levitate. Another one says enlarge, reduce. Mm. Another one says fog cloud. And there's another one. It's still blurry. It was polymorph. <laughs> <laughs> now it's wish. Ooh. So we, so Jack is like, well, we need to look at that small text, right? We do. So what we will do is we take the enlarge reduce and we shrink you down so that text is larger enough for you to see relative <laughs> to your size. Is that how it works? I mean, it can work that way. Well, let's do it. Unless you have, unless you have an alternative suggestion. Can we make the thing, the text bigger? That is the other option, yes. <laughs> Although, maybe it could come in handy to make, to become smaller sometime. I think it, I think it only lasts for a certain amount of time. Oh, all right. So let's, uh, so Jack goes to the, uh, enlarge reduce box and what does he do? Does he have to open it or press a button or what do you do? It, there is a glass display case in front of you. Inside the case is a knife, and there is a another big red button connected to the case. Oh, Jack presses the button. Uh, you press the button, and you hear the the Magitech engage. There is a flash of light, and the knife is now pointy. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's like, "Whoa, whoa! It worked." All right, so so there is some working Magitech for this, right? So we have to go find it. All right. So Jack kind of wiggles and wiggles the box and jiggles the box and sees if it, there's any movement or any edges or cracks that can can take out the glass case or remove the box or anything. Here, Jack, let me help you. Yeah, I yeah. I'll just say you you you're able to figure out. Based on process of elimination, previous the, experience, the practice and I got, experience, and you do you do see where the panel is. I'm like Jack, this is this is where it's at here. It's cleverly hidden. They they managed to match the grain. <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't like museums, Jack. Humbles. <laughs> there's can, too can, much ed- <laughs> there's too much education here. Can you can you rip this panel off for me? I can, I don't you know I I can find it. I just can't. All right, so Jack kind of is it is it does he have to bend down to get it? Yeah. Okay, so Jack kind of bends down, kind of like crouches, and, and gets a good grip on the panel and rips it off, or tries to yeah, rip it off. Yeah, go ahead and roll strength check. <laughs> oh. Uh, 17. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Yeah, you, you rip off the panel, and now the, the innards of the mechanical device that dispenses the Magitech is exposed. You can see a, a large slash reduce sitting in the mechanism, and also, ready to be activated. 
And also as Jack rips off, he uses much more force than expected and just kind of falls back on his butt. <laughs> well done. Well done, Jack. Well, Nicholas takes a closer look at the mechanism. Is it possible, from his understanding of how Magitech circuits works, that he can modify this to instead of reduce, to instead enlarge when the button is pushed? Do an arcana check. Plus five. Let's see if I get lucky. Nope. So that'll be a seven. Woo! <laughs> uh, you don't really have any idea how to do it. This is an antiquated design, and they don't make circuits like this anymore. <laughs> I thought I could try to adjust the circuit so that we don't have to... We could just enlarge it here, but we may have to take it back to the house and fiddle with it. I thought that was the plan. Yeah, I thought I could just kind of put the paper where the knife is and hit the button and it would like... Psh. Uh, but uh, So what do we I do? Just rip it out? Grab it. Yeah, I'm just going gonna, just gonna to take out the actual tech and we can use it later. Are there any alarms maybe if they if there are they must be silent i don't hear anything yeah given how much magitech we've already ripped out of here i don't know that this is <laughs> yeah okay all right so nicholas reaches in and extracts the relevant crystal tech yeah we'll just say with the uh with it exposed it's it's not that hard to pull it out but it does damage the mechanism when you do mm-hmm so it's broken or still usable? The tech is still good, just I can't use it in this thing anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the display case will no longer work. Oh, okay, gotcha. If I try to, gotcha. if I try to put it back in. But like, there's also a crystal or a power source that powers it, right? It's probably from the like the building. Yeah, yeah. The generator probably like gets a hard line instead of like a separate. Gotcha. Crystal for each one. Okay. Well, while we're here, might as well take everything that's not bolted down. It's and not then bolted. It- <laughs> and then if there is a bolt we can see what we can do about that yeah sounds good let's loot the museum i get jack to help me with the uh the other display cases and see if we can extract any of the other sounds good yeah so there are three more of these magitech display cases and one one more just uh another museum display we hit so them the, all uh, up right yeah the cases we do the cases first the three of you head over to the next case, and this one has the levitate one. All right. Should I uh, attempt to roll? No, I'll, I'm, I'm going to rip off the panel, right? We got to find out. Together, we work together. Cause yeah, I, uh, how about you guys do like a combination check and just roll with advantage? Yeah. Well, what do I roll? I mean, we've done this enough times by this point. Yeah, all right. Can't we just figure out? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just have, uh, Willie, how about you just rolled like the strength? Okay. Ten. <laughs> Uh, you barely get it off. Yes. As you do, you rip off the door and it clanks with a loud noise on the ground. Uh-oh. Did that wake everything up? It's fine. There's no one here. Alright. There's definitely yeah. not any rogue cleaning machines, for sure. <laughs> it's gonna see the mess we made and it's gonna get all angry. He's gonna be mad. Yeah. That's true. So that was levitate, <laughs> right? Yeah, you pull out one levitate and then the mechanism breaks. Alright, on to the next one. Yeah, the next one is a fog cloud. I got a 13. Yeah, you, you also rip off the panel pretty ah, handily. Yeah. <laughs> and we got one more, right? Yeah, let's yep. go. What's the last one? The last one is a prayer of healing. Wow. <laughs> Four. <laughs> uh, you accidentally, like, punch instead of pull. <laughs> 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 and Jack, 
Dragon gets angry and just takes out his sword and like beats at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, or the frustrated. Case more frustrated. Yeah. Disintegrates even more. <laughs> you you don't get the magic tech from this one. <sighs> All right. Jack, are you are you, are you okay? You're seeing a little. I just it's just it's a rough day, you know. Like everything I've been trying to do just hasn't been working, and then. You get this a, little, a few successes here, and then once again it goes back to things not working your way, and it's just it's frustrating. I, I understand, but sometimes you know things can can be made better. You know they, they could be mended. And mm. he says that he he goes and casts mending on the display panel door <laughs> as he thinks about making everything better. <laughs> uh, we'll say you fix like one part you like put the door back on but all the insides are like still broken oh oh well some things can be made better but some things just can't (laughs) (laughs) i suppose there's always a new day tomorrow all right there's one more museum display what's it say this one is a little bit different this one is a mural painted on the the last wall before the exit and it is a painting of a some sort of humanoid inside a protective suit and helmet and it looks like they're exploring hell what huh well okay there it's not just hell it's there is one part that's like all flames and then there's like another part that looks like space hmm. in big letters underneath it says unlimited energy unlimited magic unlimited potential there's some graffiti sprayed on top of this part and on top of the text is painted the uh the words everything has a price in big bold letters as the three of you are looking at this mural musing at the plane or not uh everybody roll a perception check perception i got a 17 niklaus got a three Hercure got a 15. Hercure and Jack, the two of you hear a quiet slurping noise from behind you. As you look back, you see the debris that Jack created from destroying all the displays appear to be floating in midair. Uh, Niklaus? You know, the the artwork on this is pretty good. Niklaus! What? Hercure points at the floating debris. Dekos turns and looks, huh. (laughs) You take a closer look here, here, and you see the transparent edges of a gelatinous cube. Inside the cube, first of all, there is the debris that you created. There's also a couple of skeletons floating around in there and just various trash. How big is it? It's a large creature, so it's 10 by 10. Wow, that's big. think we found our autonomous cleaning system, and it's worse than we thought. The gelatinous cube lurches towards the three of you. Man, this is, this is, this is scary.
Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Join us in our next one to find out who gets eaten or not by our big acid cube boy. If you enjoyed listening and you'd like to help support the podcast, please do share it with others or leave a nice rating and review. See you guys next time.